And on a Sunday, my ticket is a one-way I'm about to play in the sky I always knew you'd make it one day Today was such a fun day Yeah, 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 yeah. Welcome back to Wazi Circus Radio. This is a show where I sit down with the most amazing people that I've met in over a decade of professional skydiving. I met today's guest <laughs> at the 2016 Puerto Rico Free Fall Festival in Arecibo, Puerto Rico. Uva. Um, he's four years in sport, 1,200 jumps, la, 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 la. He works with me at I Fly Awesome. That's not what makes him amazing, man. Uh, what makes him amazing is... He left Fortune 500 companies, six-figure salaries. He's a mechanical engineer. Uh, he fell in love with the sport. He fell in love like you did. He fell in love like I did. And he, he, he fucking took the leap, baby. He went and bought a Mercedes Sprinter van and sprayed the inside and fucking laid wood and microwave and air conditioning and whatever he did. It's really nice. He disconnected. He disconnected from the unhappiness, and he chased his damn dream from drop zone to drop zone. Big ways. F uh, fly for life. Uh, you got dreams, man. I mean, what are you doing about your dreams? That's the question. Are you going out to get them? I mean, you might have to live in a fucking park a lot with a giant poodle. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Labrador, man. Come on, get straight. <laughs> hey, you might have to sit in the park a lot behind iFly. But if you want to be fucking happy and, and do what you dream, you got to take that fucking leap. My guest today is Eric motherfucking Reverend, level one instructor. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm level two almost, uh, man. Come on, no, get it straight. Hey, but anyways, boss, thank you for having me on here, man. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate it. I appreciate the introduction. Like, I don't know what to say. Oh, man. Yeah, it definitely, it, yeah, it takes a special kind of person, I guess, to just walk away and you do what you want to do, you're right? definitely special, Eric. Uh, yeah, special in a lot of ways. <laughs> we know that. <laughs> hey. How do you disconnect and walk away from everything and go live like a camper? Uh, you know, I, when I got into the sport, man, uh, I knew right away within a year or so that I could no longer do this corporate lifestyle, working 60 hours a week. If I was lucky, you know, get 10 days vacation, go travel. Like half my vacation was to go meet you in Puerto Rico because I couldn't get much off because we had these crazy timelines. And, uh, Man, after a while, I, I I just couldn't do it anymore. I felt like I was starting to get depressed, even though I was skydiving still on the weekends. At first, I could shut it off, kind of like the, the stress, and jump with my buddies and be cool. But even at the end, I, I got mad at my friends at the drop zone for no reason when I was there to like relieve the stress. Mm. So I was like, man, I was I, I was heading into this downward spiral. I was like, I'm close to depression. Uh, at that point, I said, you know what? Fuck it. Like, I can't do this. Uh, at right. that point, I went to the company. We had financial struggles because we were a startup electric car company. I said, hey, just pay me the money you owe me. Give me the benefits package, this, and I'll quit today. Uh -huh. and, and they were like, yeah, the, yeah. We, they needed an out because the, you're it, probably expensive. Exactly. So, so you worked at Mercedes, Tesla, Fisker, and then you ended up at the startup so these are electric all, car company. So I, I started at Mercedes. So basically, I got I always call it, I got my education in engineering from Mercedes. As okay. soon as I got that, I was out of Tuscaloosa, Alabama. I went to high school there. I went to college there. I worked at Mercedes there. That was my ticket out of there. So Alabama. It, Alabama. Like, roll tide. That's, that's my, you know, that's my yeah. shit. But, right. uh, but I couldn't live there anymore. And at that point, that was my ticket to go to California, work at Fisker, work at Tesla, 
was there super early, was able to get in some stock options. Uh, basically, for the next 10 years, I just chased the stock options. My last mm-hmm. company I worked at was called Faraday Future. Mm-hmm. I was employee number 80 at the time. You know, we moved up to like 1,500. Nice. I was responsible for a lot of things. I was an engineering manager at that time. And uh, this all sounds like the damn dream. This, what you're describing, sounds like what every mother's fantasy is for their child. And it was, dude. Yeah, like my baby's, he's moving to Cali and chasing Living on the beach, you know, like shit. I can see the. Oh, you know. After my apartment, I could see the beach, you know, I was yeah. this close. I was the Hermosa Beach, dude, Newport happiness Beach. Is, happiness is not a number. And it was, I felt it, it was a boring lifestyle. Like, go work 60 hours, go to dinner on the weekends, have Saturday, Sunday, fun day, whatever it might be, and then go back on that grind, you know, and. After a while, I just couldn't do it anymore. I was, I, no, that's not, I can't. You can't. The longest person, the biggest critic to convince to pull that move off was my mom. Of course. Because she was like, what are you doing, Eric? You're crazy. You're walking away <laughs> the midst of your career. You're like in your prime. You yeah. know, what are you doing? I said, Mom, I just can't. I can't. But now she's super proud about it because when she tells people the story at work, they're like, oh, that's amazing. I can't believe your son's got the balls to pull it off. Everybody she's like, feels oh, my that God. Way. She's like, now she's totally on board. You know, like, oh, man, everybody feels that way. Dude, you're coming in with brownies from Starbucks. You're like, yeah, I've been hanging out in the parking lot. <laughs> they think I'm homeless, so they give me brownies and shit. I'm yeah, going to eat those brownies and shit. You know what I mean? Like you're like, oh, what a wild lifestyle! Oh, it's been crazy. I had this the security guard at Starbucks. He had, oh, not at Starbucks, but H E B plus Starbucks, right. whatever you want. Shout out call. to Texas, baby. <laughs> Lake Lines H E B. Here you go. But he noticed my <laughs> Lake van. Lake H E B. He noticed the van, and like, had been there now maybe a month. You know, like I was trying to be incognito. I would drive it. I would go to work. I'd move it to the shade at night, and. Uh, but he noticed, and he, he came up, he was super cool about it. He's like, hey, man, I've noticed you're living on this van. I used to be uh, homeless myself, like living in gutters. He explained right. me the whole process, how you would live in there in case it rained so you wouldn't get wet. Right. And, like, I still have a family of four. I get food stamps for the first month. If you ever need anything, God let me know. Man. Like, I'll give you some money so you can get something. Like, man, I, I, dude, I appreciate it, but it's, it's a little different situation. Like. Right. So, but if you I'm homeless by choice, sir. Yeah, I, like I always say, I'm not really homeless. I live in a van. I'm one step away from homeless. Okay, yeah, so right. that's how I distinguish it. Right. But anyway, so he would then come by at night and check up on me. Hey, what's going on? And I start feeding him cokes. Like, hey, here have a drink or something like that. Because obviously, you know, I realized if you have a family of five and you're on food stamps, you're probably not all that well off. You're probably in a well, worse situation than I am, even though well, I'm living this parking lot, right? percent worse than you, dude. So I started giving him Cokes, but like every other Sunday. You mean soda people? Yeah. Okay. He, he would like, yeah, sorry. <laughs> soda <laughs> pop, okay? I started feeding him drugs and you know. No, 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 like a Coca-Cola classic, okay? okay? There you go. <laughs> and But he'd show up like some Sundays, he'd have steaks, burgers, he would feed me that way. Isn't that beautiful? Dude, it was it really ah, like you've seen a different part of this. So the crazy thing is, I've always said like, when you make money and you're self sufficient, you're like, let's say the engineering salary, you know, like you said, six figures, whatever, you become, you live in your own bubble because you can afford everything that you want to do, so you don't care what other people are doing. Right, if that right. makes you don't have sense. Time. Yeah, like, you're in your bubble. I want to do this. I'm going to do this. I have the money. For, give you an example. If my car's broke now. I can't go to Mercedes and they fix this. I can't afford that. Right. I fly salary, right? right? I'm going to have to go to like Luciano's brother, right. another colleague, and be yeah, like, yeah. hey, man, give, uh, me the, give me the company hookup and just fix it. I, I get it. You're not a Mercedes. But back then, you don't care. Right. Oh, Mercedes, you fix it, right? So, But once 
I moved away from the corporate and lived in a van. I was now involved or surrounded with people who had maybe less fortunate situations. And But what I noticed real quick is they were way more giving because mm-hmm. they've been there, done that, and now if they can help, they will. Because if, yeah, if you know the pain, man, you want to exactly. heal it. Yeah, you and see it. People wow. who always have mucho plata, they... They give the blind exactly. to it. It's and not their fault. They're just in their bubble. Exactly. They're doing so, their best. They're living their life, man. And that was actually a, a side effect that I didn't even think about when I decided to live this nomad lifestyle in this van, you know, like, because I always knew I could support myself, right? That's right, 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 right. But then to see people like that who look at this perception of me maybe being homeless coming up to me like, hey, I've been here before. Let me help you, you know, right. like, makes yeah. you want to help even more, right? Like, Beautiful. so. So that's been, a, that's been a humbling experience in the van that I didn't even think about. You yeah, know? that's so, dope. So um, when he first got to Austin, I was like, yo, man, just get a fucking gym membership somewhere. You can shower, work out, come to work. You're good. And it works, right? So, yeah, it, at first, the shower thing, I didn't know how to figure it out because yeah. I knew I could uh, wash my clothes and I fly. <laughs> right. I remember you were telling me, like, like, shower, man. I was like, yeah. man, go to Gold's and take a fucking nice shower. You're like, I can't shave in there. I was like, shit, shave in there, watch, see what happens. I still don't do that. I still You go, can, uh, nah, dude. People do it. I don't do it, but I I've g- seen guys in there doing it. I just can't. I go to I the bar where guy, I told you about. I saw a fucking guy getting highlights in the locker room at Gold's Gym <laughs> okay. or Anderson Mill. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that, that's that guy. I, I just can't do it, man. I just keep going back to the phase place I introduced you to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I dude, I'm in the platinum phase, dog. No, G A B phase. Oh, oh B and J. Yeah, in that J. place. So you hey, shout out to B and J. I think it's J and B fades. J and B fades. Yo, man, it's a little. It's a Spanish. Right home. above this little restaurant. Like, it's it's kind of hidden, dog. It's the fourteen dollar nice cut with the Norelco on the bald head, son. And then they wash and massage your scalp for fourteen dollars. Oh, so it's a beard trim. Haircut, oh, and I man. think we actually pay extra because it's a, be- a shave. Yeah. If you go and get a fade and a cut, it's like twelve bucks. So, oh, and yeah, you can't beat it. No. So I I told Elijah to go to uh, Platinum Phase. That's where he goes. He thinks he's clean, but he's spending thirty forty dollars plus a tip plus that. Yep. Like this is yep. fourteen bucks. And these ladies, they love so you. Know? Yeah, they're so happy. <laughs> You're talking about your kids and shit. That's what I do. Well, I just talk yeah. about my dog. And I live in the van, you know, but that's still, <laughs> they're like, you crazy. You know, like, oh, you've been single too long. Like, they just, they just well, hey, a while. But, but look, look, look at how it comes together, man. Um, you, you've got the washing machines for the tunnel suits. Yeah. You've got your clothes are done. Yep. You can shower 10 times a day if you want. Nobody would fucking know you're good. All food. You're taken care of. It's it's what we want to do really bad with the boys. And we want to go drop zone hopping and do podcasts and Go again, host camps. And, man, we have a dream we're putting together for the Wazi Circus, and you're like igniting the fire, bro. We're looking like, hey, man, he's done it. But we got the kids, man. the dudes, man. They're spoiled. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll you know, I always that. say there, if there's a will, there's, there's a, a way. way. Yeah. If you want something bad enough, you'll do whatever it takes, right? And for me, like you said, right now, like, I've been living in the Sprinter Man for 18, 18 months, dog. A year and a half for y'all that can't add. If you doesn't, that means living through a winter in Austin and a summer in Austin. Yeah. And yeah. Back to summer. Oh, back to summer. Summer, winter, summer. Yeah. And the other part, uh, to be honest, I always built this van thinking like, 
nice weather. You know, like right. winter in Florida, then in the summer we'll do the uh, travel, the boogie, oh, be in Chicago, uh, maybe come back down to Florida. If oh, not, we'll go back doing? out to Cali over the winter. Y'all hooking it. Yeah, you know, like never <laughs> thought about like Texas. <laughs> like, oh, like, like, why would I want to be in Texas? Everybody like, thinks that. You guys don't want to be in Texas. Stay home. <laughs> but don't come here. It's too amazing, and it's getting crowded, man. Yeah, you don't think Texas till you get here, and you're like, I'm not fucking leaving. So I still got my Cali ID. I'll be real. Yeah, that's <laughs> I've been here a year. I don't know if I would change it yet, but I don't. I, I I think I'm gonna be here for at least another two three years. That's what my it's gut. treating you all right, ain't it? No, no, definitely Austin has grown on me a lot. Uh, it took a while, you know, well, but now I, I like it. I like the outdoor scenes. I like the skydivers. I obviously love the people I work with. You know, I yeah. fly Austin. I you know, it's been amazing. Yeah. Uh, so. No. Yeah, so oh, it does take a second to adapt to the Austin lifestyle because Austin is outside in the creeks and on the lakes and in the parks. Austin isn't really indoorsy. Yeah, but if you're a skydiver, I think that comes with the that comes with the package, you know, like yeah, yeah. skydiving, base jumping, nature, blah blah Camping, blah. Camping, going yeah, big, yeah, like, sitting by a fire. We're not That's indoorsy people, right? Right, right, so, right. So, like, yeah. if you are somewhat into outdoorsy, and if you're like into skydiving, base jumping, whatever it might be speed flying like yeah. you're gonna embrace the water the lakes the hiking the mountains yeah. that we have you know like especially me my dog so that i don't i don't need an excuse you know he's oh i gotta take him to this park i gotta take him to this lake you know let me yeah. check out this blood you know whatever it is so right. oh there's hundreds you can awesome. make a list yeah. you'll never hit them all so it's been yeah it's been good where's the first dz you hit like i'm fucking out mom you started your van so, me and you drove down the street so I, where were you headed so my first skydive i ever did okay was in 2010 and it was in tandem and it was at the farm in georgia i love them oh well okay let's get this straight the farm mm -hmm. which is now skydive spaceland atlanta yeah but it's i think it's like right at the alabama georgia line mm, okay it's called was it on the airport or was it on this giant property with a big building and a giant landing area yes and then you yeah. had to take the uh, uh, yes yes so, yes so that's now Spaceland Atlanta. Yes, could be. I've organized there. All right. I Yeah. Evan Bunter, I think, used to organize there. He's a big-time bass jumper, too. Evan works yeah. in Atlanta. Awesome. Uh, anyways, but- Shout out to Harold Kimball in Atlanta. Yeah. Hey, I'll be in the ATL soon, guys. Um, I'm doing another Team Black Star uh, benefit for underprivileged kids. We're going to jump in. There's a demo jump. Uh, the Tuskegee Airmen were there last time. Uh, we're offering careers to underprivileged kids in aviation because there's a lot of pilot careers open. So if you know any youngsters out there that aren't doing good in school, tell them they can fly planes, man. It's true, man. If they, I mean, fuck, if you don't like the books and shit and you don't want to code, you might want to go fly jets. That might be way more fun. You might want to push your kids into that career because all those guys are retiring. It's a big deal. It's the only reason I'm bringing it up, man. It's a good cause. And it doesn't matter. It's Team Black Star, but it's just underprivileged kids, man. It doesn't matter who it is. You know what I mean? It, we're trying to help everybody. So that's pretty cool. All right. I'm sorry. Back no, no, no. Fun. For sure. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So, yeah, I did my first tandem there. And I, I remember when I did it, I was like, yo, if I ever get the time and the money, like, I'm going to get into it. And then. Uh, this place is wild, dude. It was. It was. But those trees are so tall. Oh, at the at the uh, yeah. You've been back to Georgia. Have you been back? No, I have not. You haven't been back. I have not. Uh, okay, okay. So you don't know. So yeah. Yeah. Anyways, then I st I start. I got real heavy into snowboarding. I did all my time there in California. Eventually, I, where I, Big Bear? Big Bear. Uh, no, I used to go to uh, Colorado every year. Uh, I'd get the big the season epic pass or whatever mm -hmm. it'd be, and I would stay thirty days on my buddy's couch, and I would hit the slopes every day nice. for thirty days, and I would fly back home to either Alabama or California, whatever it be, 
And I, yeah, that's what so you I just disconnected and started fucking around. Yeah, I, I, I guess in the same sense, if you think about it, like skydiving, I, it was a way. The snowboarding time yeah. was me disconnecting this, yeah. from society, Being right? Able to get away, just like and alone it was my, in the it, mountains, fresh air. Fuck these people. I used to always say the lift was my, was church for me. You know, beautiful, right? It like, is church. It's it, good. Because you're just getting ready to go. It's quiet. You're ready. <sighs> so. That's a beautiful thing. The ride up can be like church. But yeah, I used to go to a big bear lot when I, that's where I really learned how to like hit like lips and jump and grind because nice, nice. you could hit that same line like twelve lot times because it wasn't a very big park, but it was a lot of progression, you know. So it was right, right. Per- perfect. That's how what, far away is it from where you live? Uh, if you're living like in L.A. or like Newport San Beach, San Diego, yes, uh, Oceanside, something like hours? that, you're like two hours. Isn't that nuts? It's crazy to think like you can, you can wake up at the beach, you go surf, and then you can drive two hours later and be at like 40 degree weather and hit the slopes. I'm like, we can wake up, hit first load in Oceanside, hit the tunnel, drive up, snowboard until night. They have night night rides. So they actually call that the trifecta. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So you I've can heard surf. That. Play golf uh-huh. and snowboard, or you can like throw in skydive, snowboard, and surf. Yeah, something. So, yes, one of those combos you can do three trifecta. a day. The trifecta. That's a beautiful life. I, How I, long did you do that shit for? Uh, the trifecta was too much for me. Okay. I mean, let me just, I, I just want to do service. one or the other because that was just like to do the trifecta, you're really spending like six hours a day in the car to do like a couple of runs and do one skydive and then surf. Like, you know, like for yeah, me, that yeah, was yeah, like, yeah, gotcha. if I'm going to drive up there, I'm going to try to shred as long as I can and then hit, mm-hmm. come back home. If I'm going to skydive, I'm going to be there until sunset load because we all know that's the best load, you know? So when did you start traveling to drop zones? Because it sounded like you just started fucking around. So then, I guess, fa- yeah. So fast forward, uh, it was, I guess, what did I say? 6.30 will be my four years. So it was yeah. 2015. I was back in California, and I was working, and I was I was looking for something else. And I remembered, I said, if I ever got time and money, I would skydive. Right. So at this point, I'm trying to convince my friends, like, hey, anybody want to come with me? Nobody did. So I just Googled skydive, and the first thing that popped up was Lake Elsinore. Mm. So I call up. I said, this is after your first tandem. Yeah, this is like, right. shit, this is like five years later. Okay. I was like, this is what I'm going to do. Right. So I called them up there, and they're like, yeah, we do AFF Shout and all this. Lake Elsinore. Yeah, Lake Elsinore. That's my home DZ, man. I will oh, always that's be, dope, So man. always be grateful for that Mad place. gratitude. I, I love Elsinore. Dude, the inst- really the load organizers I had there, even the talent that was there when I started, is really what motivated me to become good. You know, like, Who was it? Oh, there were Annie Macchiotti. There were oh, former world champions legends. there. You know, Nate Smith. It's uh, fucking California. Lalo, like Skip. You know, Skip came to see us. There was yeah. these guys that there's shredders. Right. And I used to see them in a corner, and I would always be like, yep, yep, that's the group I will be jumping with. That is my goal. You right. know, like, yeah. and I knew right off the bat, like, when you first start skydiving, you really have no idea, like, there's all these different disciplines, like, you know, yeah, some people, they realize, I, I just want a wingsuit. You know, like, right. I just, I'm doing my 200 jumps, I'm getting a wingsuit. I don't care what else everybody says. Right. But I didn't know about belly or VFS and right. this and that. But I just, I see videos where they would come down, and it was, I was like, yo, that's it. That's the shit. That's the shit. Like, there's, <laughs> I don't so care. I, cool. I don't care what anybody else does. Like, that's it. Like, for me, it was like, I'm flying my bodies on all angles. You know, like, yeah. head down, head up, flipping this way, this way, whatever it might be. Even though it was static looking. But, right, right. you know, we'll talk about that later. But it, that was it. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. That's what I, I knew. And, you know. So how long did you stay at Elsinore? Dude, Elsinore was basically my home drop zone. Well, you know, I live in California. Obviously, you jump at Oceanside. You'll jump at Taft. I spent a lot of time there. That was my, because 
the DZO there was phenomenal. You know, I really loved Lalo and Claudia. They were this mm-hmm. Brazilian couple. They used to run Elsinore and now they were, Lalo. Yeah, Lalo, dude. And they just made it the environment there, which is, you know, it was, I went there for an entire summer. Nice. Ocean Science. And are you in the van at this point? No, no, no. The van. Oh, yeah, the van is 18 months. So, we're so like, I'm, I'm, I'm being the back. engineer now who's working Monday through Friday. And trying to hit the DZ on the weekend. Every, oh, yeah. DZ every morning, 8 a.m., first load. You know, yeah, you got to maniacs. Be. I'm like, who are these fucking guys, yeah. man? I'm trying to get coffee. you like, yeah. first load, let's go. Well, like, okay, probably not first load because it was too cold. I'm not yeah. even lying. Like, who? Like Jeff Gowie and these guys, yeah, man? No, no, like 6 a.m. load. What like, are you talking about? No. Sunrise, like... Shit. Shit. You, like, you I talk l- about eggs and bacon, sun, sunny side up, sunrise load. The one thing I'm you old. learn about living in the van is the weather patterns. Mm-hmm. And you, I learned real quick that the coldest time in Austin, even the summer, winter, it doesn't matter, it's like 6, 7 a.m. Yeah. I don't want to jump in. No. I was at this Fly for Life camp in March, and it was like 33 degrees at 9 a.m., and we had to go. Oh, Jesus. And it, the, like the highest shit. it was, like 47. It was humidity was 70%. Right. And it was, oh, yo, you know, gloves, doctor gloves. You, you jump in gloves? I, I, I will wear tunnel gloves, and then underneath mm-hmm. it, I'll wear like surgical rubber gloves. gloves. Right, yeah. right, right, right. I, I hate gloves. gloves. I can't do but gloves. But if I they. I hate gloves, but I hate not feeling my toggles under canopy even worse. Oh, God. Or not feeling your pud. Yeah. So I will wear tunnel gloves with the rubber. That's about it. So Fly for Life camps, Luis Panetto, mm-hmm. those boys have been shredding for years. Shout yeah. out to Fly for Life. They're out of the land, Florida. Yes, they are. You know, they're they're doing the most cutting edge shit that I've seen outside of Jesse Tex Lales. And I'm not going to fucking lie. Well, That's a bad motherfucker Tex right there. is now part of, of the Fly, Fly for Life Of coaches. course they signed his ass. Yeah. yeah. They didn't want the problems. <laughs> they didn't Hell want the competition. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a bad motherfucker right there. So I did their uh, March Fly for Life camp in 20... Shoot. 18. And at that point, it was... Uh, there was a 500 jump requirement. You had to... um. Be a you know slot specific on your strong side, quadrant specific on your weak side, and no, uh, oh, really, they broke it down like strong side, weak side. Yeah, so basically, if you're like yeah, for me, example, strong I'm stronger on my side. back, and so that was my strong side. But I could hold a quadrant on my belly side with 500 jumps for, for the like, for the track guys. Yeah, at this okay. point, I had like 700 jumps. Yeah, right on, right on. And, See, I didn't start tracking until after two years in the tunnel and carving on my head and back and yeah. layouts and shit. Because before, man, all I did was tandems and fucking AFF. All I did was point at people. You know what I mean? So when it came to flying, I could barely sit flying. I could fly wingsuits pretty well, but, you know, that's about it. So when I after the tunnel, like you say, strong side, weak side, I, I didn't have that experience because when I got out there, I was already there. But I could see how there's, you're like, I don't like that. Guys say that. I don't like my belly. Or I don't like my back. I'm exactly. like, it's the same thing, but it's not. It's really not. It's not. It's completely different. Like, I know. You know how it is now. No, I'm just so fucking spoiled. I'm a spoiled brat. I don't get it. You know, that's just, it's the way it is sometimes. And that's why it's kind of hard to relate sometimes. <laughs> no, no, I totally get it. Like, for me, I'm We're still, having over here I'm still at the point right where my back is my strong side and my belly is my weak side. But as we've been working on the outface carving, carving. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. got, I, I, I know, something now I'm ready to go to Sky, like, try it out, you know? So like, explain the process that, that you've learned. Um, outface carving is head down, um, facing the glass, mm-hmm. outface, belly carving. So, yeah, it's always something that's eluded me, something I haven't trained for. I knew it would be super difficult to learn. Uh so yeah, um, recently we've done more to get the right head position, stomach, chest. 
higher speeds dive it down yeah it's definitely uh i don't know it's weird to explain i don't know how it's the position flex your crunch your ab crunch your hips pull your chin on your chest arms back hips this it's <laughs> it's a lot you know it's tough. so but no I, I i definitely felt like i've gotten more comfortable over the last couple of days with it we've been training every day so thankful for that what do you want to do with this tunnel flight shit i want i want to become great like, you want to compete or you just want to be good in the sky? Yeah, you want no, to load organize? What do you want no, to do? definitely long term is going to be I want to be able to load organize worldwide. Like, you know, become yeah. a text or one of those guys who can join the Fly for Life guys or yeah. have camps, th the things dream. like that. You know, like travel the world, go to Heli Bookie in Hamst and, and Hungary, go wherever. Hey, tell me if this is a true statement or not. Would you rather be, I mean, this, this you're a good person to ask because money doesn't, yeah. you don't give a fuck about money. GoPro. Red Bull or Fly for Life? If you had to choose one, what would you go with? GoPro, Red Bull, or Fly for Life? You know, like, I think I would go Red Bull, but not right. for the money, right. but just for the um, what they can provide. Like, I don't think Fly oh, for like Life... Oh, like the, the, the unique life yes, experiences. Not, like, I don't think... You know, nothing against Fly for Life. I no, love no. those guys. They're phenomenal. Amazing jumps. Yes. But you're not going to take a helicopter into exactly, a over in China and exactly. fucking rope swing onto a yes. slide and base jump. Yeah, or go over... Like, <laughs> exactly. You, you get fire. it, right? Like Yeah, yeah, of course. So Red Bull will sponsor a, you for these crazy, crazy ideas yeah, yeah. where you can go travel right. the world. I don't know if you want to go base jump Mount Everest. They will pay for it. You right, know what right, I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. They'll pay you. You, you just go got to snowboard first. Yeah, whatever. It might be. Then, if you yeah. want to ride a motocross bike, do a backflip <laughs> and then open your canopy. Everest, and, like, and they'll pay for that Exactly. Shit. So I think not because – and I think also I think the Red Bull sponsorship is one of the hardest ones to get in when it comes to okay. extreme sports. And we'll put skydiving, base jumping into that category, yeah, right? Like, right, so, right. So, yeah, I, I – yeah. Uh, GoPro, you know, it's GoPro. So I have nothing as pro GoPro. I get all my videos from GoPro. No, but, I love GoPro. Yeah. I mean, those are my three best. Like those are the three dreams, right? What's what would be better? Give me one that would be better, like a Tesla or a fucking SpaceX or a fucking Amazon sponsorship. I don't know. I guess better. What do you mean by better? It pays, like, pays more money. The, no, like, not money. Supports like, more. What would be the most awesome thing in life? You know. It'd probably be fucking Red Bull. <laughs> right, like, right, wingsuit in the Grand Canyon. You got to land on a motorcycle and then jump some shit. That'd be fucking great. Hey, um, 18 months. Yeah, dude. 18 months going strong living best, in this van. Best drop zone. All right. So, best. Let, let, let me break it down. So you've been to how many drop zones? Man, probably like 20, 30 at this point. Yeah. Uh, like I said, the first 12 months in the van, I basically jumped from drop zone to drop zone just skydiving. Right, like that's all I did. Right. Uh, so I, I've had a chance to start in California, where I got to see all of those, and then I moved all the way down across into Florida, saw those, was able to move up the entire East Coast, uh -huh. and saw those as well. So, right. and then all the Texas ones, of course, at this point as well. Right, right. but uh, honestly, dude, it's probably one we as fun jumpers don't want to hear it is the best, but it's going to be skydive Key West. Okay. It is. Uh, it's probably the. I wasn't expecting that. At no, all. like what I, what I mean by that is like it's um they got a Cessna, they got two TIs, but it's just a cute little like house. It's like two the TIs are running it. They got a packer and a pilot. You're landing on the mangroves. You know it's going over the keys. Uh, it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. Like I, if I had pictures, I have pictures to show you, but 
but we can't even go there. It's just they won't they won't allow fun jumpers because risk of you know they the, even the TIs have like tandem structures for you guys who don't know what TIs yeah. is have GPS because the clouds start at 900 and go up to 10,000 and they have to know where to land. But they're landing on this mangrove and uh, just the way it's set up, the the drop zone house for my buddy Sean, who I met at Fly for Life, lived. I went down there. I checked it out. It was was phenomenal, dude. Uh, Did you get to jump? No. Mm. But like... Just seeing it, just to work there. One of the two guys on Earth that get to do and that. And the for a Packer, season. he gets to jump there too. So, before I, so I don't know if I'm jumping the gun here, but before I accepted the iFly job at Austin, I had two other gigs. It was either become drive the, the for the boogie circuit for Tone Fly, uh-huh. uh, Tony Suits, yeah, and do the oh, boogie, Tony Suits. Tony Suits. They had that big RV drive mm-hmm. it all across the U.S. for the boogie circuit, be their representative. But I, the, the, the deal was I would not have to work the tent. All I would have to do is drive it. My boogie fees would be covered, and I could jump. I didn't work just the tent. Just a driver. Just a driver. I was not going to stand in a boogie and work the tent. That wasn't going to work. Right. Or go down to Skydive Key West because their packer was leaving. No, no, and and pack their rigs. Yeah. And as a packer, you get unlimited fun jumps. So there's only one tandem. You can do a hop and pop, and you just swoop. You just become a canopy expert, you know? An expert. An expert. Like shark-abating expert. So I had both of those (laughs) in my pocket already, basically. They had offered me the job. They were just waiting for me to confirm. What a blessed life you've got, Eric Weber. Man, I'm just smooth when it comes to talking, you know? Like, I just talk my way (laughs) into it. Whatever. (laughs) No, but, like, you know, Sean, the guy who was the main guy, we met at Fly for Life. We got Mm -hmm. along well. I No, you're a good guy. You're a great guy. What are you flying right now? I'm a 109 Crossfire. Why not PD? I... You know, to be honest, I started with Sapphire. I started on a Spectre, okay, then I went met Soft, Sapphire, Sapphire, and then somebody gave me a good deal on a Crossfire 119. And then, you love it, or is it? What do you think? Yeah, I, I, I still think the, um, the flare is too short. Like the, the arch, the recovery pattern is not long enough to be okay. swooping because the, you know, the flare is super short. Well, it's not cross brace, but it's just yeah, a, it's a but trainer. even if you could go with like a 120 Sabre or something like that, or a Katana. Where you oh, would have um, well, Katana's a different beast, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It it the recovery arc is super quick. Yeah, that, well, those motherfuckers are ground hungry. Yeah, uh, the Katana is. The Katana, but, yeah. You aim it down, but the recovery like, arc is down. long. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, so it it's will swoop them up. Brandon Shinar would outswoop chaos's velocities, and that's that's the one thing I don't like about the crossfire. It the recovery arc is super quick. So what's your next candidate? Uh, if I have the money, I'll probably get a gangster. What's that? From uh, Fluid Wings. Fluid Wings. Shout out to Fluid Wings. I don't know much about you guys. I'm going to contact you, and we're going to talk, and we're going to talk about parachutes. Yeah. But uh, one of my ghetto birds up in Oklahoma, shout out Jared Thompson. Um, He loves Fluid Wings. He keeps hitting me up about it. Yes, dude. I talked to him in the velocities, and he's like, fluid, fluid, fluid. I'm like, who are these cats? But I keep hearing it. You said a gangster. It's called a gangster? It's called a gangster. It's a seven cell, but three and a half uh, um, cross braced in the middle. Oh, so it's not a full cross brace. No, not a full cross brace. That sounds weird. Yeah, but like I'm not gonna go from That's a one. That's not gangster. Yeah, That's but it's gangster, gangster enough for me, man. I'm not gonna go from a 109 to a fully cross brace. Triple cross brace is gangster. Well, they have their <laughs> HK whatever for that. Okay. If you want to be real gangster with them, they should switch the names, dog. I would switch the names. They do have some cool well, names. They, they've taken Speedfly technology and morphed it into skydive canopies. Is that right? Is no, that them? No. All right, it's a different company that's done that. So they're basically, uh, uh, 
out of the land. They're uh, right mm-hmm. there on that whole street where Vector and all of them. Okay, all of them are. And I oh, was at the these fly- are disgruntled employees from all the fucking so, companies. Yeah, that but they've actually together. put a lot of money into re- research and development. They, they're actually them. legit. Good for them, um, and they're here in America. Yes, good for all them. All manufactured here, and uh, so obviously when you're down there, you know how you can demo canopies mm-hmm. and they'll mail them to you. Well, if you're down there in Florida, the lead right there to drop, so they just just take it however long you want it, and bring it back. There's wow. no like ten days. Like that's only if you're doing it by mail. And they're that good. They're, and you can go. You know, you can I go. Mean, to, like the canopies. You can go to PD. You can go to any of them. Right, right, right. But Fluid Wings was right there, and I was there with Jossam, your boy. You know, I'm talking Jossam about Jossam yeah. Abrahim. Yeah, Jossam. Motherfuckers uh, from Kuwait. Kuwait he's like special forces. Motherfucker. No, he's actually a fire chief. That, what was he before that? He's military dog. No, I, I think he's like That's it. he studied fire college. Jossum learned at Oklahoma Skydive Center from Andy Beck, Jack Motherfucking Miller, baby. That's my home DZ. So yeah, hey, okay. You guys are in Florida, and how many times you put on? How many jumps you put on the gangster? Ah, uh, not many, just like ten, twelve. And it, it convinced you though, didn't? it? Yeah, it's like you it's, know what? You liked your crossfire before you jumped that shit, didn't you? I had a crossfire at the time, the one nineteen. And you were fine, weren't you, until you touched yeah, that new shit? Yeah, but that's why I don't touch new shit. But at that point, I was like, <laughs> yeah, but at that point, I was in a van, and I knew it. Like, I can't, I'm not gonna buy a new canopy. Like, yeah. that was out of the question. God, so. Right, right, right. I'm, I'm trying to travel the world on ramen, baby. Mm-hmm. You can't fuck with me. What do no. you eat? What do you eat? What's your diet? Is it okay? Oh, diet is clean, man. I mean, I know you you push up and work out. You're fit. You hit well, the, gym, the only thing I do shower. is like like you know you guys know the only way I stay in shape is working in the tunnel and do my push ups. But that's okay. enough. That's all I need. Okay. Uh, diet. Diet. I don't eat any fast food. Uh, okay. Living in the van, you don't eat fast. food? No. Okay. So you eat out of restaurants every day? No, 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 no. Like I so I do have a mini fridge. I have a propane stove. Okay. I can cook bacon, bacon eggs, uh, toast, things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything that you can think of that way. I also use the iFly fridge to keep my lunch meat cheese oh, and good, freezer yeah. stuff I eat uh, that fresh. shit all day. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I learned the hard way. got to keep my name on it because people will eat it. Like, hey, that I even like staff food, man. Dude, they took it with my name on it. So yeah, I was like, what? That was me. I just confessed. You probably was you, huh? <laughs> I, I, I hey, figured it was you was. Between classes. I'm just kidding. I haven't done But somebody, I mean, come on, man. Dude's, I, yeah, dude's dying of hunger. You know he's like hung over, dragging his ass in there. He see a piece of cheese. He's like, thank God, because sometimes that's all there is in there. Is no, it was shape. like some kind of frozen meal or something like that. Okay, so okay, so like sandwiches, regular yeah, breakfast. Um, a lot like, like real talk, like the H E B, like microwavable dishes they have been phenomenal. Okay. Uh, yeah, they have all you know. Like so you're not watching for sodium or fucking uh, anything. No, you don't give a fuck, no, dude. Living the, van, living the van life. Working at iFly <laughs> just burns so many calories. I just I can do what I want at this point. You know. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm blessed that way. I'm definitely fortunate. How many malfunctions you got? What in the sky? <laughs> <laughs> like in life. Oh, <laughs> uh, we can't tally up life, buddy. Uh, shit, I can't tally up my malfunctions. Uh, how many? No, sky jumps. In the sky, dude, I only have one, and believe it or not, it was my fourth jump ever. They packed me a line over. It wasn't body position. How, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Don't get me wrong. Like when I cut it away, I was like, "Am I that student who cut away something you could have kicked out of?" Or it was like, you know, that was for sure my my thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yo, like yeah, we, you know, five thousand. You wave off as a student. You pull. As soon as that canopy opened, that line, like one side completely opened, the other didn't. That line was over. 
and it's it was pulling major G force. It also mm. put me in a line spin as well. So I don't know, maybe bo- shitty position, maybe I don't know. I'm just teasing. Yeah, but yeah. no, no, dude, like my six four, four jump, uh, yeah, I'm yeah. sure it was terrible. You know, like yeah. I'm sure my it was nothing good. No, no tunnel time. No tunnel time. Me neither, dude. It was like so you get it right. Yeah, I used to spin like a motherfucker. I think that's your dude. first jump with one instructor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you went through the traditional AFF? Yeah, yeah, seven yeah. Seven jumps, or was it the cat A B C D E and shit? No, it was just seven a, jumps. Yeah, that's the way to do it, man. Yes. I don't know all this new shit they got going. No, it was there. just the regular one, and it was. So, as the release dive, you supposed to do nineties. Exactly what I did. Did you kill it? Yeah, dude. My goal always was don't fail, don't fail a level. They're too got exp- no money. <laughs> too ex- because no, no. Like when I called Elsinore and I said, "Hey," because I remember I told you my friends. They're like, "No, no, no." I called up. There's like, how much does it cost to get my e license? And they're like, well, if you pay jump by jump, it's this and this and much. If you pay it all at once, it's two hundred dollars cheaper. You get all this. I'm like, all right, put it here. We Bam. go. Yeah, I had, the, I had, the, you know, it's like I paid it straight. I knew I was gonna do it. Right. But yeah, on that fourth jump, man, uh, that line over line twist, it was pulling. Geez, I hadn't felt yet in a while. I look mm. up and I was like, this is not gonna. This is not a flyable canopy. I knew right away. Uh, so I, was, I, I looked at it. I said, yep. I kept looking at altitude. I said, eventually, I said, all right, man, you're not cool. You're, I got to cut you away. So right. I was like, all right, one, two, three, here we go. Right. And I remember cutting away, and they, the way they taught us was look at the cutaway of your reserve and then pull away. Right. But when I pulled, I lost sight of it because it was just spinning me crazy. Right. And I had lost sight. So I, I basically tapped my stomach and I move up to my chest, to my shoulder. To above my neck, I, to above I, my head, until I finally feel the other handle to pull out the reserve canopy. So I don't even know if my RSL worked. Yeah, what year was this? You didn't have an RSL? You should have had an RSL? I think it was a disc. This was 2015. This was fucking three years so, ago. So by the time, like, ago. but really, like, I was. Dude, there was an RSL on that motherfucker. But it didn't really. fire. Whatever reason. You didn't gear check your RSL, though? I, I, I thought I did. Yeah, I mean, for jokes, you don't know. Yeah, they're checking that me. That was an RSL. Yeah, but you think by the time this is four or five taps, by the time right. I give above my head to right. pull it. So, at, at uh, Learn to Skydive Austin, they teach um, the method that was taught by Jack Reeves, that was taught probably in Lodi, which, you know, they save their asses, right? It's look at your fucking handles, right? Because they might have folded under. Because we're about to do that Friday freak out here in a second, right? Look and visually see your handles. Because you don't want to be grabbing for shit and doing what you just did up, right? Look, grab them, thumb in, arch, take a deep breath, chill the fuck out, right, left. There's no searching after you dump. I don't like that grab, look, pull, and then, oh, shit, try to get to this handle. That sounds crazy to me. I agree. And going forward, I've always said for my next cutaway, I'm putting both hands. Dude, look, my arms grab are, arch. It's so simple. Because my arms are long enough, right? The reason they teach you both hands here is so if the cables, if your arms aren't long enough, you can Karate swipe chop. it. Yes. Yeah, but I, I feel like I got that. these arms long enough I where I can just that. boom, boom, get it out. And I got long arms too, yeah. so I'm an asshole. But that's why I still teach that shit. Uh-huh. So... Hey, but I actually brought both my handles down with me too. On my fourth I jump, my motherfucking handle. On my fourth jump, and so I land, and at this point, like, like, so every morning before we jump, we had these flashcards we'd have to hold. They would this huge flashcard. They would pop up, and they would ask us, "What is it? Can I kick out of this? Do I got to cut yeah, this yeah, away?" Yeah. Fuck so yeah. when that cut, when that malfunction happened, I remember I was super calm and relaxed. You're like, boom! I know exactly. What I, that yes, is. I know what this is. When I cut away. 
Like, yeah, obviously your adrenaline's pumping. You know this is your your second parachute. If this one doesn't work, you're right. in major trouble. You're new. You know, it's all still like surreal kind of. Right. But I was super calm and collected. And I think at that point, I realized that I could do this. Nice. Right? That, that, that was yeah. kind of like the moment when I was like, no, even though I'm scared shitless every time I go up, like, why are you doing this? Oh, right, yeah, right. I love it. Oh, my God, why are you doing this? You know? Right. So, but at that point, I realized if if a male function happened, I'm going to be calm and collected. And I can handle it. I so can I'm handle good. it, yeah. So I have crazy line twists on my first jump because I tried to grab the earth when I let go of the wing on IED. And kicking out of those line twists, I was never feared line twist again in my life because I already had line twists. That was easy. You know what I mean? Uh, best jump. Best jump. Best jump. What jumps out first? Just say it. Boom. Like, don't even think about it. I don't know. It's 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 hard. Is I it have a had... camp jump or is it just no, a two-way? No, no, no. I boys? think two-way with my boys or even, like, I, I think now that I've become an instructor and I've become, my skills have inc- I'm not saying I'm good yet, just, but yeah, yeah. they've gotten better. You're in the magic tube, dude. There's, yeah. You have no I, choice but to get good. I Now, at this point, I'm no longer looking to jump the most technical jumps with people I don't know. Right. I'm more interested. I don't care if it's more a fun jump with my boys. Right. Like, I think that's kind of now where it's gone to. Where in the past, I was like, oh, if you're not on my level, I don't want to jump with you. I want to jump with the most skilled guys because I was just so eager, so hungry to learn. To learn. Well, that's yeah. how you learn. You got to jump with the good guys. Exactly. So, But now I enjoy more jumping with my friends who don't have the, the skills yet because they're maybe being wingsuiting and doing other diff- disciplines where I'm not. Right. But when we jump together, it's just it's more fun jumps. Well, it's kind of like that. And I missed out on those in the beginning because I was just so hungry to learn, you know? Yeah, yeah. Nice, man. So we're going to go to the Friday Freakout. Uh, shout out to Andrew Revis. Uh Kicking ass, man. We love the site. Uh, I'm giving out stickers, buddy. Oh, we should hit your van up. I got some badass stickers. I got a bunch of team stickers. Well, Like I said, you can wrap it, but it doesn't look too bad. (laughs) (laughs) I'll wrap that shit. So this, um, when I watched it earlier, I was laughing my ass off. I was like, what the fuck is this guy doing? But after speaking to you and reading the comments, this motherfucker's a ninja. Now, I don't understand. Well, here we go. Let's do this. Oh, it's loading. Okay. If you guys, if it doesn't load, because the internet's bad back here. <coughs> so, yeah, I, I agree. I think he was situational aware. He knew he was in a bad situation. And he knew the only way out was the, the, what he does. Watch. Yeah. So he dumps, and he has line twists, and he's looking down. I look at my canopy when it opens. You don't look at your shit? I look up right away. Yeah, like, I watch that shit. I love to see it open up. Because now he's like, oh, shit, he's unzipping. Spinning on his back. Hey, have you flown any wingsuits? I have not. Okay, I've flown some big shit. The worst thing you want to do is let your legs go crazy and your your legs inflate on your back. Because it's not going to come back down, especially if you have line twists. You're stuck like that. You know what I mean? It's hard to get over, man. You got to squeeze your knees together and collapse all that fucking air out. It's so but hard. Does it, does it slow down your fall rate at least? Does it give you more yeah, but time? but you your back and spinning. It's not a good place. And you really can't see your altimeter, you right? Because your arms are... Well, you, gotta, you can unzip, like... Wow, he's fucking low. So, whoo, fuck, he's so fucking low. So has he low. cut away? At the, no. Yeah, he's chopped. He's in free fall right now waiting. Oh, shit. 500 feet? What is that? 300, 250? Oh, that's super low. What was the Cypress? 750, so So 1,000 to 750 is what they're supposed oh, to fire. Jesus, Lord God. In between the power lines to and the cinder blocks. Laying on the rocks. All right, if we could please run that back. Yo, so the comments say, that his reserve handle slipped inside of the fucking yes. wingsuit. So he chops on the right, and he goes to reserve, and it's not there. If he used 
the technique I was taught, he would have seen his reserve wasn't there in the beginning. It wouldn't have been an oh shit situation. And you should check your gear before you get on the plane. I don't know the wingsuit, but I think they're designed for your handles to stay out. The wingsuits I've jumped, it's completely out of the the suit, dude, right? Yeah, I don't know I, the new I, shit. I don't know what no, suit no, this, this is. No, no, this video is old enough where you, I agree. The handle should have been outside, like you said. Uh, you rigged the suit, dude. There's no yes. way for your handle to disappear inside your suit. It doesn't really make sense, does it? No. Because it comes out by the shoulder and by the hip. And this whole area is pretty fucking flat and clear for handles. Yep. So I think the, the, the I think those comments might be full of shit. No, but I think you can see in the video that their handle is missing. That you can't get, there's not a handle there. Okay, so but what does that mean, though? So he, he just basically, when he got dressed. He misrouted that he shit. He misrouted it and zipped and it. And then the worst possible scenario fucking yes, happened. He had a mouthful. Exactly. All right, I'm going to preach it again. Gear checks, gear checks, gear checks, man. Save your lives, man. Save your but asses. Going back to the video where the critical situation that saved his life in here was yes. he knew yes. that he could not open his reserve. Explain he, what happened. Explain what he did. This is beautiful. And he could not, He also knew he could not land the main that he was under. So the decision he had to make at a certain altitude was, if I can cut away my main, can I dive quick enough to the ground, accelerate my speed to get past 79 miles an hour so my AAD will fire and save me? Do you understand? Do we understand this? Listen, you're in a bad situation. You cannot dump your reserve. Instead of going to blind panic, look, you cut, you just chopped, man. No parachute. Nothing else is coming out. You're in a wingsuit. What are you going to do? I've got a Cypress. I'm so heads up. I'm going to go head down on these bitches, get my shit to fire, and land on these cinder blocks. Hope it fires. Hope I accelerate quick enough to hit that oh. speed. Oh, here's another thing. If you didn't fucking route your shit right, you probably didn't turn your Cypress on either, dog. Well, luckily for him, he did. Yeah, good shot. Good shout out, man. Shout out to you for living another day, dude. <laughs> Holy shit. Contact me and tell me what happened, man. I don't want to be a dick about it. But how the fuck did your handle disappear? All right. Cool. Why skydive? Why skydive? Uh, that, sec that second you leave that plane, I, I can't explain that feeling. It's fucking second. That it is the most. It's the, I, Yeah, I can't explain it. And then after that, it's just muscle memory kicks in. You, it's you, over. You, you fly your body. You You try to fly your wow. body, and then you dump, and it's mm. now time to fly your canopy. There's, there's not a part of it that I do not like. Mm. You know that I do not love. Like, yeah, I, without skydiving, I probably would have not walked away from my career and lived in the van. Right. That right. that was the catalyst that drove it all. Wow. So for the last four or five years, every decision I've made in my life was due to skydiving. Beautiful. All right. Hey man, Wazi Circus Radio. Uh, we're launching a Patreon. Um, it's so we can bring more guests in from other states, uh, widen the podcast. We want to start a Wounded Warrior Fund. I want to I want to fly more amputees. I want to fly more guys coming back. After Eric Borkwin's show last week, man, we watched The Long Road Home. And I'll tell you what, you watch war movies and it's kind of hard to connect because it's just a movie. But when you see your friend and the guy, the actor, did such a good job playing Eric. Such a good job playing Eric. It's uh, Discovery made it. Um, I saw my friend on the television going through this horrendous experience, and it was heart-wrenching. And I look at vets in a new light. I've always been a fan of vets. Dakota Myers, one of my buddies. But I, I, I haven't seen him. I didn't connect, man. We, we need to connect with these guys, man. There's, it's heavy. 
it's heavy. So we're launching a Patreon. We're going to try to work out the Wounded Warrior thing. Please support the podcast, anything you guys give. Some of the tiers, I'm going to do some Skype calls with you guys, upload some videos, and I'll do like live action coaching with you. I can tell you that your legs are bent and your shoulders like this or something. Little, it's the little things that make you better, though. It's the little things. Danny will tell you to push your chest back and put your chin up, and then the whole fucking flare changes. It's crazy. So I would offer those tips to you guys, uh, T-shirts and stuff. Uh, please help us out. Keep your head on a swivel. Hook that shit. Learn how to skydive. It changed my life. It saved my life. It'll change yours. Changed my life for sure. Right on, right on. Eric Weber, man. Um, where can they find you? Where can they follow your adventures? Uh, right now, I'm on Facebook. You can follow me on Eric Reward. Uh, that's about it. Uh, I'll be posting Yeah, you're videos. fucking living in a van. You don't give a fuck yeah, about none I, of this shit. I have, I basically, when I decided to live in the van, I'm like, I'm disconnecting myself from technology. Beautiful. So, you yeah. obviously have. I have. And you pull up an iFly, he's in the back with his dog laying in the grass, sitting on the chair. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> Much love, you guys. Hit me up. Wazzy Circus Radio. Boom. That's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah.